Hello. Good evening. Um, genius Benjamin Jones, Gigabrain, multi-planetary genius. Multi-planetary genius. If juggling. Benjamin Jones is, is currently in a little bit of a uh, pickle, an Eric pickle. Um, he is down. He is down, trying to download I9T, which I assume is it, but he's a bit rushy currently. So uh, we're all waiting. Um, all waiting in uh, massive suspense, I, I think, because this will be, the, dare I say, the, worth it. The greatest podcast ever made. And it hasn't even started. So if it's great and it hasn't even started, it must be. We have pretty sheets good. of questions to ask them. We have three. We have three single-sided pieces of paper. Yeah, exactly. Eight, yes. April paper questions to ask him. You're right. Welcome to the first episode of the newly formed The Hills Have Eyes Centre of Conspiracies and Convenient Surveillance Podcast, where me and my equivalent, Harrison yeah. Carlson, say yeah. hi. Hello. Um, interview the very best in politics and conspiracies to try and get a more informed view of the world around us. So today we are honoured to welcome, and the word honoured is absolutely the word honoured, to welcome Papamwo's very own Ben Emlyn Jones, who is um, going to be the, the interviewee for the first episode. Of course. And um, I've, I've written a little introduction because this is uh, quite exciting. Ben Emlyn Jones is an ex-hospital porter and creator of the world-renowned Hapanwo TV franchise. He is known to uncover the truth of corporations such as the BBC and Amazon, the deep, dark underworld of the British government and the repetitive failings of foreign politics. Today, he is joining us on the first episode of The Hills Have Eyes to give us and the listeners at home further insight into his knowledgeable view on the modern world. So, hello, Ben. Um, let's just start with a hello. How are you? How hello. are you doing today? Hello, Tom and Harry. I'm not bad. Well, my voice is a bit sore, so I might sound a bit strange, and you know, I can't go on for too long, unfortunately. But I'm really, really happy that you 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 decided to invite me for your first ever show on this really good it's really good name now. Is the Hill, Hills Have Eyes podcast, and um, I wish you a lot of luck with uh, your project you're doing now. So, uh, and uh, anyway, I can help you. I will, and it's great to be your first guest. Of course, um, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. I'm personally quite interested to ask you about the Hapamwo ice cream and the Hapamwo yogurts. Oh, this is an idea I had because I thought I've done videos on all these subjects. And even diets. I mean, the, the Pringles one is an interesting bit of dieting. It's, I have actually eaten Pringles a couple of times since then. You know? But um, I, uh, I just came up with some ideas for things to eat. And um, it wasn't, not all of them were entirely my own um, ideas. Like, there's something called Herpanmo Trifle, which is actually invent, which is actually invented by a friend of mine called Sophie the Porter's poet. And... Um, and her husband, Chris, and they invented a Panmo trifle. But apart from that, I, I have come up with these ideas. And, and um, the, I think the Panmo yogurt is actually quite healthy, especially if you use honey on the, on the yogurt and not, the, not sugar. 
Um, I, I, I'm quite excited to hear about Hapamo Trifle. How, what does a Hapamo Trifle consist of? Oh, I didn't make a video about that, did I? Oh, it's basically you have um, cherries, then a chocolate sauce, and then cream, and two flakes, like you're getting an ice cream. But you have to put them in a V, you have to put them in a V shape, so it's like sticking, sticking two fingers up at the Illuminati kind of thing. Are we ever going to see a Hapamo cooking book? A cookery book, which personally I I think I'd be very interested in uh, getting a copy of. Well, you come up with a couple more uh, recipes. Yeah, I think I could probably have enough material for a book, and so I'll see what I can do. But I'm no Delia Smith, you know. I'm kind of like um, it's it's just a sort of thing I do on the side. But it's a bit of fun, you know. You gotta have, you gotta have a bit of fun in this world because if if you don't, you drive you drive you crazy. Man, Emily Jones is a cool dude. What is your opinion on the TV license, the infamous TV license? Well, I, I think it's essentially forging your own shackles. So, I mean, I, I personally think if anyone pays it, just bear in mind what you're doing. You know, you're paying money to these people who literally have said that any alternative information that you want to put out, anyone who wants to say something that is away from the official story on so many subjects now is guilty of, was it, the words like misinformation. They don't explain why, they just say it's baseless, it's misinformation, you're not allowed, we're not going to talk about it. And what's your opinions on GB News, which is one of the more alternative uh, British news broadcasting stations around at the moment? Well, they won't discuss some of the subjects I discuss, which is, which is uh, it's, it's, you know, you, know, you can't have it all. I mean, compared to... Ben, what is your opinion of the devaluation of the pound? It's like a, it's like a breath of fresh air. I mean, personally, I, it's, I don't think it's being dealt with very well. By our new, the new Prime Minister, of course, Liz Truss, or as I saw uh, her called on Twitter, Lizard Untrustworthy, which <laughs> make of that what you will. But yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't personally think we're all in a bit, um, in a bit of a, a bit of a pickle in the UK and uh, obviously lots of other places too, because mm. of the whole uh, thing that's going on with, for lack of a better term, money. I like to do comedy videos, I like to do parodies of other YouTube, which is, which is generally all in good fun, it's not usually malicious. I actually dress up as David Icke for Halloween, sometimes it's quite, quite amusing. <clears throat> like I said, I think I've got a good sense of humour. I don't think I'd be very well in, I, I don't think I'd have very good mental health if I didn't have a good sense of humour. There was um, a video which I, I had previously not seen until uh, yesterday, which um, I don't remember what it was called, but the Teletubbies were the subject of it. Um, and um, I, there was a there was a quotation uh, you used. Uh, there was a comment where you said, and I quote: "There's always time to spend five minutes with Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe." Is that true? I see. I used to watch this program, and I ended up rather, rather enjoying it. And it's it's a it's a strange uh, phenomenon, but a lot of people, like adults, like this program. And um, I am a dedicated fan. It, is, it has a strange. It seems to have cast a strange kind of spell that particular program. So I thought I'd make a, a video about it to see what people thought. And some people were laughing at me. Others thought it was uh, quite amusing. Others, I think, a couple of people understood what I meant. Well, technically, in a way supporting um, programming that is made by a company, well, a corporation that is considered uh, biased nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I did an, I did an entire presentation on the BBC, um, which you can actually see on my channel. Actually, it was a recording I did, in mostly a recording in New Horizons St. Anne's. It's, uh, it's an extremely sinister outfit. It is a state-owned um, um, broadcaster of radio and television. It's been around for, for 100 years now. 
And um, it's its motto used to be, we provide, you decide, and things like this. But it's pretty clear it's actually being used to mould and um, affect the way people think and feel in society. Of course, the BBC itself has produced many really disgusting individuals, criminals, people who have abused children. And so if you go around to the side of the building where the cafe is, and the girls, they are lifting their skirts up. And I think that's, it's like, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's almost like they're rubbing it, they're rubbing our noses in it. They're laughing at us. Yeah. That's the thing. Big companies uh, hiding big secrets, actually. That's something yes. I, I think I might put on a shirt. Big companies yeah. hiding big <laughs> secrets, big bold font. Absolutely. The deals have eyes and you know it. So, um... There is so we've got a, a list, a, a couple of your titles of your videos here, which I uh, personally I'm interested to find out more about. Well, the point of said videos, um, one of which is called this one's in a couple of parts. It's called "Get a Job, Lazy Scroungers." Right. This is it was ironic. The title was ironic. Yes, I mean, we'll, absolutely. We'll say that to people. It was it was critical of the um, of Job Center Plus. I first heard about uh, Job Center Plus and what they were doing. This is this is slavery in its, its rawest definition. It is. It is. It's slavery oh. that is hidden again by big corporations. Yes. Absolute mirroring of something that the BBC do. So Harry, and the worst I... thing is, you know, you unbelievably, and this is why it's it's. I can't believe this is going on. There are some employers that are actually making their staff redundant to create vacancies for these unpaid job seekers allowance beneficiaries. A lot of what your work, a lot of your work, is very satirical in um in a way and it's it's it gets the point across in a very well blunt blunt way you don't sort of shy you don't shy around because it's obviously your youtube channel so you can say pretty much what you want well and, it used to be able yes well obviously yes there's shadow banning and do you do you feel like youtube are shadow banning you well i uh, did look into into a statistical analysis and i think they have um, there's several reasons. Like statistically, I found that my viewing figures very suddenly dropped in the spring of 2018. Um, this indicates that um, I'm not my channel is not coming up on searches like it used to. Independent content creators, especially those with the wrong message, have been relegated to lower levels deliberately. If you're if you're willing to speak out and give alternative views, then you're, you're def we're definitely not welcome. We're definitely not welcome in this new YouTube. So, uh, Ben, I to, can you give us some context behind the video? Give me back my debt. Yeah, that was basically someone. I had a um, a mobile phone bill which I didn't pay, so I owed them. I think it was it was not a lot. It was only about twenty pounds or so, but it was um. Thirty pounds. <laughs> I used to have a page you go account with O2, and um, what happened was after I, I, the first I heard about it, I didn't get any reminders from the company. <laughs> I got a, uh, I got a letter from a debt collection agency. I'm offering to pay them back, and they're saying no, thank you. So what's going on here? Now it turns out that what happened. This is something I found out. What's happened is that um, my debt has actually been um, turned into what it goes by several names. The best one is credit bond. It's been turned into a credit bond. Now once it's turned into a credit bond, it's actually being traded on the stock market. I know. So it were, it's been sold as an economic. Capital. Asset. You yes. can't sell debt. It's been treated as if it is actually economic capital, but it's not. It's, it's, it's debt. People actually earn a living now on stock on trading. Debt, but credit bonds. <laughs> so I said, well, hang on, this is my debt. I want it back. Give it to me and let me trade on the stock markets. 
Absolutely. So was... And obviously, all the letters from uh, debt collection agencies are fueled with very acidic and corrosive language with people yep. who, I mean, they love bold letters. They love the fact that they have learned to change the text to red. And I think it's it's definitely a way of bullying people into giving money, especially, and some people just aren't used to something like that. Yeah, and they, I think they rely on people being intimidated or not knowing their rights. It's the fault of the creditor, it's not your fault, and you're not obliged to repay that debt. Absolutely. You obviously were a hospital porter, and that's what you base your sort of brand around, um, hospital porters against the New World Order. Mm. And one, yes. of, one of the reasons uh, you were fired was for a video uh, titled uh, Microchip a Muslim. Yes, and um, use them as among other things, yeah. Would you ever consider microchipping uh, a family member, for example? I wouldn't consider microchipping anyone. I was concerned at the time, because at the time this was the early 2000s, it was like 2006 I did this thing, um, everyone was saying, like... Um, that 9-11 was caused by bin Laden, Osama bin Laden. Therefore, if, if anyone who's a Muslim may well be a part of this a, a sleeper agent going to carry out another terrorist attack. Yet if we put microchips in them, um, if we put microchips in people, everyone knows where they are because you have a kind of... It also has a kind of tracking device on it. A GPS. Not like GPS, but it can, a GPS. Um, you could just put this device in them and then it'd be, you, you'll, you know, the general population will feel safer. This is like uh, Elon Musk of his uh, microchips. Yes, his, uh, e we've heard about that in Elon Musk's infamous uh, microchips. But uh, we're just going to quickly see if we can sort out this problem. And then, uh, well, uh, we'll be back. It'll take about uh, a minute if we're lucky. Okay, I'll, I'll just nip out. I'll be back in a sec. Okay, thank you. It is break time. 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 How do we unmute? Really? Oh yeah, go. Right, yes, sorry. We're hello, back. Hello. Yes, absolutely. Hi. Um, okay, right, so so I understand you're a fan of Nigel Farage. Well, I I quite like him compared. Yeah. To, he's compared not perfect, but compared to other, compared to the other other idiots you get in politics, I mean, he's actually pretty good. Um, obviously, uh, this was sort of a segue into uh, Nigel Farage's new product, which he seems to think is a wonderful idea, called Farage Gin. Would which you... have you heard of it? No, is he? He's actually got a. He's actually got some gin. He's absolutely got some gin. Yeah, oh, we, we we even got a clip. If like to, uh, we've we've uh, got we've got a little clip to share with you, and we just oh. want to uh, get your opinion. This is how he's advertising his gin currently. Oh yeah, please. Well, the working day is over. Yes, it's six o'clock, and that means it's time for a drink. Now, welcome to my latest product. Yes, it's Farage Gin. I know you've seen me drinking pints of gin. But when it comes to home drinking, I just love a pint of gin. And this range, well, of course, red, white, and blue. What else would you expect from me? This gin is genuine gin, designed by a couple in their garden shed using no water. I've got to tell you, I've been tasting this, I've been testing this, and it really is gin. It's fantastic. This, of course, is the red gin, which is red. I reckon that's about right. That's the color. That's the flavour. 
bit of a swirl. This is the white gin. Now, I know, you know, most people are white. This is the one that I like the most when I was looking. Years ago, the slimline tonics used to be absolutely foul. Cheers, everybody. So the blue gin is colored with blue, but it's not flavored at all. Cheers, everybody. This is exactly as you would expect Farage gin to be. It's very smooth, and also because of its color, it's actually really rather white. We could be on the North Cornish Atlantic coast. Cheers, everybody. Actually, through lockdown, people have been at home experimenting, trying different things. And I think the real emphasis, it's a question of quantity over quality. It really is. Gin, cheers. Farage gin tastes purely of ethanol. This is a great product. I can't recommend it enough, I promise you. This is a great product. If you buy this, you will become white. This is a great product. Get Farage gin, I promise you. This is great, and you won't regret it. So that is uh, the way that uh, Nigel Farage has yeah. advertised his uh, Farage gin in three colours, each £40, um, uh, red, white and blue, uh, as he says, and I quote, what else would you expect from him? Uh, what's what's your opinion on that? He pints. Well, he said he drinks pints of it. I mean, goodness me, I hope not. <laughs> well, it tastes like ethanol, does it? Um, does it taste like ethanol? Maybe he likes ethanol. I don't know. So I know some people do drink it. <laughs> but uh, I think Nigel maybe need to check into the rehab centre a couple of times. I think. I imagine ethanol is the choice of drink in, in around the BBC. To be honest. Goodness, those are, yeah, I'll stick to Gordon's, I think. Yes, you're not going to uh, be willing to splash £40 on some uh, red, white and blue gin that tastes red, blue, and apparently, his words not mine, turns you white. Which no, I don't want to be any... Well, if I turn any whiter than I am already, I'll, I'll end up looking like absolutely pallid, so uh, I think I'll give that one a miss. Um, that is sort of a lead-up, because he is a, uh, uh, a figure in politics. I'm uh, leading up into uh, Piers Corbyn right now, who is obviously Jeremy Corbyn's brother. And I, I know you have your own opinions on the, the said virus, and um, unfortunately you, you caught it recently. But I'm uh, interested to hear your opinions on a couple of tracks from the new Piers Corbyn anti-vax anthem album, which um, I was going through Twitter and someone called Anakin Plainboy 01, titled the album, Now That's What I Call Fuckety Wank. So make of that what you will. Um, but these are the, the two songs that I've um, got a download of. They, uh, they've been slightly shortened, but the first one is called Don't Take the Vaccine. I'm crazy, yo! Yo, 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 yo! I'm not a loser. I don't want the booster. I don't want the booster. Yo, 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 yo! I'm not a loser. I don't want the booster. I don't want the booster. Yo, 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 yo! Don't take the vaccine. Don't take the vaccine. Resist! 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 Defy! <laughs> um, that, that is feature. That is featuring yeah. uh, someone. I don't know who's doing the majority of that. That sort of uh, rapping, I suppose people would call it. But then there's Piers Corbyn at the end with his uh, infamous slogan: "Resist, defy, do, uh, not, do not comply," which um, is is regarding yeah. his, the mask regulations. Yeah, that's um, that's not the greatest tune in the world, I must say. But, I'm not, um, I'm not personally a fan of it, to be honest. Um, but the Piers, Piers himself is, I, I like Piers. I, I've met, I've met Piers a couple of times actually. I could, I could say that um, when it comes to protection from airborne viruses, um, I, I've had personal experience of these. Now, I uh, because I've, I've actually had to put on um, protective gear myself when I was at the hospital during a drill. Never had to do it for real. But um, if you want to protect to protect yourself from airborne viruses, like on the COVID ward, I mean, you may have seen it on the, you may have seen these on the news, but the people actually wear a 
a, 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 essentially a plastic suit that covers their entire body, including a hood and Wellington boots and rubber gloves. And they have on what looks like a gas mask and goggles. And um, if you, honestly, if you, if you really want to protect yourself from airborne viruses, that's what you've got to wear. Putting a, just a piece of cloth over your face, is that, that works, for example, in, to prevent like, you spitting on things, like if you're, if you're a surgeon, for example. But it, it, a piece of cloth or paper doesn't actually prevent you breathing in or even breathing out airborne viruses. So I, I don't like the idea of ma masking up either. I don't see why it should be mandatory and why they're fining people for not doing it. It was little babies who were learning to speak and all that. And babies learn to speak by copy. They copy facial expressions. Facial expressions are very important when you talk, have a baby, you know. Um, and um, when you, all they can see is your eyes, they're not going to develop the right skills at a very, at a very young age, the first couple of years of life, when it's actually vital that they do. That's great. So, um, mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like everything else connected to the lockdown, I think it's in a, an appalling breach of our freedom and it's extremely unhealthy and pathological to our society. Well, we'll soon, we'll soon find out the effect when you know, receptions next year start rolling in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get, some, get some studies done on that. Norfolk black cheese pudding. Regarding the pandemic, this is one that links, uh, obviously you've talked about it quite a lot, 5G. And uh, it, it links, this is a conspiracy that links to links some parts of the pandemic specifically when people were clapping for NHS workers. And the conspiracy is, and I quote, isn't it suspicious how the government made everyone clap for the NHS? I wonder if it was to cover up the sounds of the newly installed 5G towers that were being institutionalised around the British Isles. What is your opinion on that? I've never heard of that before. I mean, I'm not sure exactly, exactly how people clapping at 8pm would have an effect on that. However, you know, the 5G network has been put in everywhere. And um, I think that is quite sinister. I'm, I'm not sure about, some people say that the transmissions from 5G itself are dangerous. I'm not sure about that. There's two sides to that story. Because some people say, well, the transmissions themselves are not, it's not an electromagnetic weapon. But what it, what it can do, though, it can make things such as CCTV and other forms of um, um, surveillance, big brother surveillance. For example, cashless, um, the cashless economy would be make it easier. It would make smart meters easier, which actually monitors what you do in your home with your electrical appliances. And, uh, and I've already mentioned, you know, if the, uh, the subcutaneous chips, microchips, if they want to put electronic implants into people's bodies... They need some way to keep to keep them on the network. So, are, so uh, um, are you do are you personally doing anything to stop yourself from getting uh, whatever five G? Well, I mean, whatever five G is, we don't actually uh, really know because people aren't willing to tell us. Well, I've, I tried to talk my landlord into not having a smart meter, but unfortunately, he has put a smart meter into our home. Um, I myself, though, um, I don't have a five G phone. I don't plan to have a five G phone. I've got like a normal mobile phone, which is four G. Um, it seems to work perfectly well for me. Um, I don't like the idea that I can be watched wherever I'm going. And I, I don't know why people, what are they doing with all this information? I know people say, well, don't worry, you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to fear. But you, I think we do have something to fear from um, a, a state which has shown itself completely oblivious to the welfare of people. Indeed, has, has actually harmed people in many, many different ways. Um, so... For example, you know, people say, What's the, when I talk about why well, I, I want to pay for cash with things, they say, why? Why carry pieces of paper and metal around in your pocket everywhere? When all you need is a little plastic card, you just wave it at something and it, it, it happens automatically. You buy things automatically. 
Mm. I said that's all very well, but I mean, you you therefore it's not you buying it. No, I mean, I, I once knew someone who lost who lost their contactless, and it it did traumatise them. Yeah, if uh, to quote the comedy series, computer says no. Mm. Uh, this is actually happening in China. You try to buy a packet of cigarettes, and they said your social credit score is so low that we can no longer sell you cigarettes. The, the cost of living is getting so high. There are certainly this literally there's people like slipping underneath the underneath the, the boundary and then now cannot cannot even afford to live and there's there's gonna be millions of people like that soon and i mean um you know i could be one of them what is your opinion of the new rumored legislation that enforces the use of at least one cctv camera within a hundred yard radius within every hundred yard radius good as well obviously it's something i i, I find very sinister it doesn't mm. surprise me actually because and um, britain is by far the most surveilled country on earth it's difficult actually to walk for any considerable distance without being monitored by some cctv camera it's not just that you're being watched all the time it's just that even when you're not people assume that they are there's many many occasions where crimes are committed and the police have said well we don't have any cctv data for this particular area i mean the most obvious of these is princess diana when she was in her car taking her last car drive into paris this would be a perfect time obviously for cctv to do what we're told we, you know, we give up our freedoms people have given up their freedoms they've traded in freedom for the fact that everyone, the police always know what's going on, so they can catch criminals instantly. Who was in the white Fiat Uno, things like that. But guess what? 17 of these cameras weren't working. And this is, the, I see this repeated again and again and again. They don't seem to work when we really need them to work. They don't seem to work during terrorist attacks. You know, they, they can't find terrorist pictures of, like, uh, t of terrorist culprits and things like that. And this is the CCTV just coincidentally doesn't seem to work when it's needed. Yet it's always there. If, if you drive through a red light... They'll track you to your home and you'll, you'll get a fine. Do you see the, uh, uh, the uh, case against Alex Jones as unjustworthy? Um, I'm not sure, you see, because like, um, from what I can see, Alex did, did, he did breach data protection law. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I think it, it feels like he was stitched up. For example, um, he lost a, um, his defence barrister, appeared to be in league with the prosecution yeah. by divulging mm. information that he really shouldn't have divulged. So, um, it sounds it sounds very much like a show trial to me. It reminds me a bit of Helen Duncan, who I've, I've done a couple of videos about. Mm. I mean, obviously, yeah. some people some people say Alex Jones is a saviour for, um, well, not living up to the uh, Data Protection Act, things like that. But uh, many other people, um, uh, understandably or not so understandably, think he's a twat. So, uh, now I'm interested to get your opinion on this. Due to the fact that PAMWO stands for Hospital Porters Against the New World Order, what are you, Ben Eminem Jones, actually doing to stop, to eradicate the New World Order? I am I'm not cooperating and spreading information as much as I can, which is, I think, forbidden by mainstream sources. But when did I've you got, get... Was, sorry. Uh, no, nope, sorry. The, uh, great name I was going to say, I've also, written, okay, uh, I've also written a book called Roswell Rising, a novel of discovery. Oh, yes. Of oh, we forgot to ask you about your books. <laughs> um, we've got we have got a copy of uh, Roswell Rising, a novel of disclosure, which is, right. if you haven't read it, uh, which obviously, Ben, I, I imagine you have, but uh, read, if anyone <laughs> hasn't read it, it's a really good book. And have you got any more books um, that you're um, writing at the moment? Or have you... Uh, put a bit of a pass to that. Well, I've heard there were two sequels to Roswell Rising. So yes, I, there I were. Um, so it's the Roswell trilogy. There's Roswell Revealed and Roswell Redeemed that come after it. So it's an entire trilogy of novels. The books are basically about 
all the things I talk about on Hapanwa, right? What would happen if we got the truth instead of the lies? And I consider them my... It's really... I'm really proud of those books. I consider them my finest works. And just if, if anyone wants to, to read that, it's just £10 per book. And um, if you enjoy... I think if you enjoy these kinds of podcasts, like the one you're hearing now, you'll probably enjoy the book, I'm guessing. Yes, absolutely. I would imagine so. Now, obviously, we don't have much time left. So I'm... Uh, this this is a this is a little bit of a paragraph um, I found on the internet, and I'm, I'm uh, I seem to be interested to get your opinion on a lot of things, but I'm really interested to get your opinion on this. Uh, this uh, was written by an anonymous source on Reddit, and it says, uh, "Ben Emlyn Jones, you've based your whole brand around being a hospital porter, but for the last decade, you haven't actually been what you say you are due to your blatant racism, or as you call it, satire, which I personally find quite offensive." Why have you decided to stay put with the hospital quarter regime? And they continue to uh, go on saying, you move patients from one place to the other, maybe some machinery of Karen from the ICU has come down with an ingrown toenail. And with all due respect, that has fuck all to do with fighting the New World Order, as you so delicately put it. You fight both for and against the New World Order, as technically the NHS is owned by the fascist government, your words, not mine. And despite what you blurt out on your YouTube channel, you definitely do pay your taxes, unlike Chrissy Morris. So either you're the most intelligent comedian ever, or you're someone who clearly doesn't know how to make a stand and is flopping all over the place trying to fucking appease everyone. Well, you might be surprised that I'm not that bothered. Why do we always come here? I guess we'll never go. So, last two questions. Where do you get the name Hapamwo from? Well, there was a chap called Jack McLam, and he had something called Police Against the New World Order. And so I, when I decided to become active and, and um, engage, engaging in info war, as Alex Jones would say, I thought, well, what's good for police is good for hospital porters. And I am a hospital porter. So Hapanmo, Hospital Porters Against the New World Order, was born. Oh, incredible. And, and it still lives on. I mean, yes. I, that really shows, I think. So last question. Where, uh, other than if the, where is your book sold? Um, online. Um, basically, you can get it on all online platforms. It's available at all good bookshops right now. If you go into a bookshop and it's not on the shelves, it's not a good bookshop, basically. Could not agree more. Surprised it's not number one? Yeah, I'm surprised well, it's not number know. one. You know, shadow banning. Amazon shadow banning, I think. <laughs> um, what... what, what... If, what, what you could do, guys, if you when this is broadcast, let me know because I'll, I'll put a I'll put a link on on Hapanmo Voice for you, and so it, all my all my network can see it when this is broadcast. Definitely will do. Anyway, it's approaching five o'clock, and I'm sure you're a very busy person. So thank you so much, Ben, for letting us take a couple of hours, or actually an hour, yeah. out of your day to interview you. I mean, we hope to hear from you soon, and we cannot wait for the Hapanmo cookbook. I'll see what I can do. Thank you very it's much. really good to be on your show. I'm sorry I couldn't stay for longer. It's just my voice is giving out and, and I've got other things to do. But, you know, if you if, if you ever want me to come back, I'd be glad to come back and do another hour, uh, second hour, another time. Absolutely. Definitely keep that in mind. Um, good, luck with your, good luck with your new podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hospital Porters Yes, stop Hospital Porters Brinding. Stop the New World Order. Stop the New World Order. order. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right, can they still hear us? One second, no, we just don't... can't. Wait there. Hello. Hello. Yes, they can yes. hear us. Right, anyway, we better just close this out. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to check out the first episode of The Hills Have Eyes, Centre of Conspiracies and Convenient Surveillance, the podcast. Yes. We hope to be penetrating our knowledge into your ears at a later date. Don't laugh. That is my serious yes, this voice. Is very serious. Goodbye. You can say goodbye. Good day. Good day. Have a good, good day. day. Good day. Goodbye. The end. Yes, 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 yes.
The Hills Have Eyes Center of Conspiracies and Convenient Surveillance, the podcast. Created and written by Tom Frederick Peterson and Harrison Carlson with the help of interviewee Ben Emlyn Jones. Extra thanks to Hospital Porters Against the New World Order TV and everyone who has helped contribute to this episode. This is a truth production. Okay, 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 okay,